0: Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. 23, here we are. You ready? Who is ever ready, really? We'd like to be ready, but oh my goodness. Okay, who's over Christmas like you did it? You're awesome. And... Um, let's go, I like it, I like it, I've got three then, I'll work with three, that's good, fantastic, um, wow, we're looking for God to do something amazing this year and uh, Annie, uh, you know, I, I, I believe what you said is right, that uh, you know, we sowed a lot last year, the last couple of years actually have been pretty heavy soil, um, you know, we've been, Tilling the soil, re sowing, re preparing for a harvest, and this year, you know, we're going to reap the fruit of that, no doubt. Uh, On Christmas Day, uh, I spoke uh, about the gifts of God the gifts that God has given us. Christmas time, uh, a time to give gifts of grace, enrichment, and hope. And at the end of that message, I read a scripture, John 1 4 and 5. And it says, in him was life, and that light was the life of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And then I made this statement, if you were here, you'd remember. Life and light produce hope. See, if you come across a person lying on the side of the road and uh, there's no life, then it's hopeless. It's hopeless. There's no life. It's hopeless. If, if you're in a place of absolute darkness, there's, there's no light. It's hopeless. But when you have life and light, you have hope. That's how it works. And as I mentioned on Christmas Day, you know, I... Uh, I've developed a bit of a. I like to pray and and walk at the same time. Who does that? Like, you like to pray, punch it out, you know, prophesy, yell, scream. Um, I do that, you know, late at night. Uh, Pretty scary for the neighbors, I guess, sometimes, but, you know, it is what it is. And uh, so um, I have this track in my house from the front door, I come down. <clears throat> Excuse me, down the hallway, around the kitchen bench, around the dining room table, around the lounge chair, and uh, and then back to the front door, and that's my lap. You see, and I and I pray, um, and so I walk and I pray and I walk and I pray and and so what I do is I um, I turn the lights out, and it's pitch darkness for the first lap. Like the first lap, it's like you know, it's a bit of braille walking, right? so I don't smash into the furniture. But I've noticed that by the second lap, my eyes have become accustomed to the dark, and it's no problem. I can just, I know, it's it's happening. And I was doing that just a a couple of weeks ago. I was doing my normal routine, nine, ten o'clock at night, I start, and I pray for an hour and walk into the house, and uh, and I felt the Lord give me a word for the church. And... um, it was this, it was don't turn from the light and become accustomed to the darkness. And I felt it was a real message for the church this year. Don't turn from the light and become accustomed to the darkness. And um, there's a whole bunch in our world that seems right in our understanding, but it's actually not light but darkness. And uh, we're not to go accustomed to the darkness of this world. We're not to tolerate it. We're not to accept it. No, we're to carry the light of Jesus Christ into our world. And um, the light dispels the darkness. Turn your Bibles to 1 John, 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1, I'm going to read verses 5 to 7. And it says this, this is the message we heard from him and declared to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us, from all sin. Let's look at three things we can learn from this uh, passage of Scripture. I've titled this message, The Power of Light. First thing we know that in verse 5 it says that God is light. And it's, it's the nature of God is announced in this verse. That's his nature. He's light. There's no darkness in him. He's light. And uh, there is <clears throat> light is essential to our survival. We know that. You know, there's scientific theories back, you know, 14,000 years ago that there was a, a meteor shower that hit the earth and, and covered the atmosphere with dust. And, you know, it was one of the reasons that the Ice Age uh, started, they tell us. And, and, of course, what happens is if you block out the sun and it's just darkness, well, then everything just freezes because there's no light. Nothing survives when there's no light, and you won't survive without light, and as it is in the natural, so it is in the spiritual. It's the same thing. You won't survive without the light. I want you to receive that this morning. You won't survive without the light, without God shining upon you. So you've got to be thinking that, you know, this light being so good and being so wonderful, and without it we won't survive, then you'd think that that everyone would want that. I mean, you would think, well, you know, that's the best thing to have and everyone could have it. But you see, the light has one problem. The light has one problem, is when the light comes on, the darkness is expelled and nothing is hidden. Nothing is hidden. Everything is exposed. We know John chapter 3, 19 to 21, it says, this is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds are evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Therefore, we we know Jesus tells us in Mark 13, 13, he says, everyone will hate you because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. What does that mean? Is that as you receive the light and begin to reflect the light, the darkness of this world will come against you. The darkness cannot stand the light. Our responsibility is, is not to navigate a blend of dark and light to have some type of survival gray. No, we are to let the light shine, to let the light shine. Light has come into the world and, and every believer must choose which side they're on because the world will never understand it. If we try as his body, as his light, to try and um, you know, compromise with this world and the darkness that backs it, it it's never going to work. There's no power of light in that situation. And yet you and I carry that power. We carry that light. Light is coming to the world and every believer must make that decision. And that's why we've got a number two today, walk in the light. Verse 6 and 7 in that passage of Scripture says, If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie. We do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. The Wesleyan commentary tells us this, to walk in the light is to walk as he walked. Chapter 2, verse 6 of of 1 John says, Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. And again, the commentary says, Believers are the children of the light. Their lives uh, and their lives reveal that light as they walk. One is either in the light or in the dark. When he is in the light, he walks in it. This does not mean that all Christians have an equal understanding of the light, but as new light comes, they walk in it. This is the way of a true child of God. How exciting is that? none None of us have got, you know, a great handle on this. We're all on a journey. We started here and we're going to there. And each one of us, in our journey, will have an opportunity by the Word of God, by revelation, by a word of God, a rhema word, a prophecy, something where some light or revelation will open up something of darkness within us. And this is how it works: we get that revelation. So you walk into a dark room and it's pitch black. You've got no idea what's in that room, do you? You've got no. It can be a blank room. Um, there can be a snake in the center of the floor. Until we turn the light on, right, we've got no idea what's in that room. But when that light is turned on, all of a sudden everything is revealed. Everything is revealed. And listen, this is good news for us, folks. This is good news. I want you to remember this is good news for us. It's a challenge, but it's good news for us because as soon as that darkness in us, and we all have a little little patch here and there, whatever it is, we all have a little bit of that, as soon as that is revealed, we get this amazing opportunity to be able to look within and go, you know what, that's not healthy. That's not good for my family. That's not good for my marriage. I'm going to fix that. Not someone standing over me with a stick saying, you know, you need to change that. No, 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 no. It's 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 the light. It's the revelation. It's the Heavenly Father saying, come on, I know you can be better than this. I know your life can turn around. I know you can go from glory to glory to glory. I built you. I, I, I created you. I fashioned you to be everything that I've called you to be. And I know you can do it. But, you know, we just got to deal with this little bit of darkness here. We get that opportunity. The world doesn't. The world doesn't. We do. We get this opportunity. Light gives that revelation. So when we see it, we apply it, and then the light shines a little brighter because that little bit of darkness is removed. Every one of us are on a different journey. I may have received revelation that that you've not received. You may have received revelation or light in a certain area or situation that I I've not received that yet. I might be still walking in the darkness in that, but you've got it. You you get it. You're like, wow, yeah, I get this. I'm onto this. I'm moving forward in this. So it's not judging anyone else or comparing each other to it. No, it's our own journey. It's our own individual journey to God. I love that. I love it. Because when we receive that more And more, when we walk in that revelation more and more, we grow in spiritual maturity on our journey. And can I tell you, brother and sister today, after pastoring for nearly 28 years now, spiritual immaturity is a cancer in the body of Christ. It's the one thing, I don't care how gifted you are. I don't care with the calling upon your life. I don't care the ability you have. God could be positioned you with an incredible ministry. But if you are spiritually immature, you will destroy yourself. That's how it works. I've seen it over and over again. Good people. Good people. Gifted people. But never got rid of the darkness. And it comes back destroys them. Verse 6 is where this seems to all go wrong for believers. It says, If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. Don't protect the darkness. Can I encourage you as a father of this house? Don't protect the darkness. If the Lord reveals something, go, okay, I'll deal with that. Don't come up with excuses. Oh, yeah, but, you know, my dad was like that, and, and, you know, we were brought up in a certain way, and that's just part of our culture. That's just who we are. No, you're a new culture. You're born again. You're born again. You walk in the light, not the darkness. Amen? What a great opportunity this is, folks. What a great opportunity for us to grow strong and deliberate about who we are, what we believe, and where we're going. Man, that's powerful. That's so powerful. Don't protect the darkness. See, this is how it works. You know, God shines an area, a light on an area of my life that is in darkness. And at that point, I have a choice. I have a choice. I can go, you know what? I'm going to deal with that. Or, or I go, now let's change the channel. Let's change the channel. I don't want to do whatever right now. Like, that's too heavy for me. That, that is too much to deal with. But, you know, if we choose to deal with it, then once it's dealt with, once the light comes on, the darkness is gone, we walk in this incredible freedom. There's an incredible freedom that we walk in. It's amazing. Imagine if, you know, um, that, that darkness is anger. And, and I struggled with that. And he'll tell you, for many years as a young believer, I very short fuse, I struggled with that. And, and my, my most favorite thing, golf, used to bring it out every day. <laughs> if you're a golfer in this room, if you've ever tried to play golf, I'll tell you that stinking little mongrel white ball. Seriously, to hit that thing. If you've got anger, it's going to bring it out. And I had to make a decision one day. I remember, I remember, I lost it. I did my nut, I smashed my club into the ground, and I got up and I and I thought, you know what? If you can't deal with that anger, don't play anymore. No one told me that. That was me. But you know what? I'm going to fix this. So I've probably told this story before, but I, I developed this habit of a deliberate laugh. All right, so when I'd hit a bad shot or miss a putt or, or something that you know is just doing my head in, I would begin to laugh, and I'd laugh, ha ha ha, ha 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 ha. Oh, Did you see that? Ha ha. No, it was something like that true story people thought I was nuts <laughs> maybe I am maybe they were right but I got rid of the darkness I got rid of the darkness now it, 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 it sort of pops its head up every now and then but very 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 rare and I'm proud of that I'm proud of that why because I love my Lord Jesus I honour him. And if I'm walking in his light, that does not reflect who he is. If I'm a witness to the world in my everyday life, that's not a witness to the world. It could be telling the truth. Maybe you're a certain, certain person that, you know, under pressure, you know you shouldn't lie, but you do can't help yourself instead of being bad feeling bad in someone's eyes or letting someone down you just lie it's easier to lie and to get away from it and you know what is that just darkness just a little shadow a little patch in the soul there and so that, that that revelation comes on the light hits you where the bible tells us god hates liars whoa whoa what you hate liars Man, I ain't lying. I'm making a decision today. From this day forward, I tell the truth. What is that? That's light. That's light that comes in and dispels the darkness. And there's a freedom that comes with that. You know, you don't have to cover your tracks. I often say I'd never make a good liar. I've got a shock on memory. If you're going to be a good liar, you need a good memory. I don't have that. I just tell the truth. That way it's so much easier. There's a freedom in that. Maybe it's a little bit of insecurity. I think we all suffer from a little bit of that. Maybe, maybe that's the darkness. Maybe you can't celebrate someone else's success. Maybe how somehow in your thinking that someone else's success is actually a lose for you. Amen? That's not living. Brother and sister, in this house, body of Christ, family of God, we should be celebrating each other's wins. Yep. Celebrating each other's wins. We're family. Amen? Celebr- I'm so so genuinely happy for you. Man, there's a freedom in that. It doesn't reflect on my negative. It doesn't make me less because you win. Amen? That's how it works. And all of a sudden, those things, those burdens, those burdens that we carry in the darkness are now lifted. Bit of spring in your step, you know? It's like, is good. I feel good. I feel free. It's like I've just lost 20 kilos. I'm just so much lighter. I love that. Because what we carry in secret affects number three, is our fellowship with one another. What we carry in secret, the shadow, the darkness, affects our fellowship with one another. Verse seven, it says there that But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. That's good news. I was reading about the early church the other night. And um, the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 42, it said this. I was reading through this passage, and I came to this, and I said, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold properties and possessions and gave it to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And I couldn't help but be amazed at the freedom of these people. The freedom to gather together, to, to be one, to be a body, to be brothers and sisters in, in God, to be able to walk in the light and to fellowship in that light. I asked myself the question, I said, would people really be that caring? Would, would people, humanity... Would we really get it that we would sell possessions and give those to the greater good? Lay them at the apostles' feet so that people could be helped? Obviously, they never sold the farm and lived under a bridge, obviously that, but there was excess that was maybe just sitting there. That maybe they've had it for years. Maybe they'll just block the land over there. Mum gave it to them and, you know, they've done nothing with it sitting there. And it's like, you know what, I can, I can... Help someone with that. And it was this light that, that brought the revelation. The light that brought the revelation. And it's no wonder that the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Why? Because it was totally opposite to the world system totally opposite to the world system. Now, obviously, the exchange that they had was worth it. I mean, they received the light of Jesus Christ into their souls. They were born again. They were a child of God. They were brought into this place unaccepted, you know, by, by other religions and even by the Jewish people, a lot of the Gentiles like, weren't even accepted, but now they were one in Christ. Now this revelation, this light came and opened up a whole new thing that was anti-world. And the light that they received into their souls was far more valuable than their worldly excesses. Man, that's a message for our world, isn't it? Which brings me to this challenge. You've been waiting for a challenge, haven't you? 2023, who's excited? Who's happy I'm going on holidays today? I know I have. Challenge I have for every one of us who called Highway Home this year. Jesus teaches us in Luke 11, 34, He said, said, Your eye is a lamp of your body. When your eyes are healthy, the whole body is also is full of light. But when they are unhealthy, your body is also full of darkness. Now, the margin in my Bible explains it. It says here in the Greek word for healthy implies being generous. And the Greek word for unhealthy in this passage of Scripture implies being stingy. That's what the Bible says. That's what it says in my margin. So being healthy is about being generous. Being unhealthy is about being stingy. So if if what we allow into our soul is a reflection of health or unhealth, we need to do something about that. And see, my challenge is this. Let's be generous to each other and not stingy in 2023. Let's be generous to each other and allow that health to pierce our soul. And I just had a little side salad on the the side there, a thought note. You know what? I think we might even be physically healthier the more generous we become. I think it might be a cure for maybe some mental challenges in our world today. When we start to take our eyes maybe off ourselves and and scheme to be generous. Sell a farm. Don't. You do it. I'm not saying anything like that I'm not even saying take up an offering I'm not doing anything I'm saying brother and sister in Christ if you walk in the light be generous to one another that can be a smile that, that, that can be a you know your car's broke down you've got to get the kids to school I'll pick them up amen at that moment that's generous for the person who receives that that's an incredible blessing you might know someone who's doing it tough financially you know and you've got that jet ski that's been sitting there that you never use you think you know what I could probably do something better with that change a life change a life help someone in need amen But it's going to start in here. It's going to start in here when the light shines, when the revelation comes, when the opportunity presents itself, brother and sister of Christ, to say, what am I going to do with this? You with me? Come on. Come on, don't get get locked into this stingy world. Let's be generous. Let's bless someone. Let's make a difference. Let's go out of our way to be a blessing. Amen? Because you know what? I think they'd see Jesus. I think they'd see Jesus. And that's our responsibility. That's our mission. That's our job. That that light would shine and pierce the dark. Father, let me thank you for this word today upon our hearts and upon our church. And Father, I, I thank you for each and every one here today. Lord, for some there might be a, a, a huge challenge. I pray they won't, they won't dismiss it, but embrace it and grow in spiritual maturity. Lord, I pray for others here today, Lord, that have been so locked into a, a, a rut of life. Lord, that they'll begin to break out of that and be your hands and feet in some situation, some circumstance, that you bring across their path and they will be faithful and honour you in all they do. Bless us, Father. Your hand is upon us. We look to the harvest but we don't just want to harvest without the opportunity to share that harvest. It's not about us. Harvest is for all of them. Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.